Meet the Crown Prince of Norway. I'm Ed Hula with the latest edition of ATR Radio, coming to you from the 2016 Youth Olympic Games in Lillehammer, Norway. 22 years ago, Crown Prince Haakon, heir to the Norwegian throne, had the honor of lighting the cauldron for the 1994 Olympic Winter Games in Lillehammer. Just days ago, his 12-year-old daughter, Ingrid Alexandra, ignited the cauldron for the 2016 Youth Olympic Games, taking place through February 21st. The Crown Prince is active in sport, including the Norwegian tradition of cross-country skiing. He has competed at the famous Birken Ski Race, held every March, some 54 kilometers. It's not an, not an easy trek. We'll get him to tell us about it. He's been on the scene in Lillehammer this week as a spectator, cheering on the Norwegian team, and we talked to him at the lodge at the Alpine venue in Hofjell, just outside Lillehammer. Crown Prince, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. What's it like for you here in Lillehammer this week? What's the experience been for you? It's been uh, rather extraordinary. I've been... um, (coughs) on the advisory board uh, for the Youth uh, Winter Olympic Games uh, the last four years. Uh, So it's fantastic to see it all coming together and it's uh, been uh, really quite uh, successful so far. Everything has been going according to plan. So that's great, Uh, both sports-wise, which is important, of course, uh, uh, with all the venues um, uh, in um, parallel, but also there's uh, the Learn and Share program, uh, which uh, is about fair play and ethics and, and uh, uh, inspirational stories from uh, athletes, for, uh, for the athletes, and uh, also the cultural program, which is also extensive. So it's a, it's a different experience, certainly, than what you had in 1994 here in Lillehammer. Yes, the, the Youth uh, Olympics is um, uh, even more about uh, the values, um, building the future, uh, this is a great opportunity also for Norway uh, to have a lot of um, uh, young people uh, as volunteers. Uh, they get to try to um, um, work in the arenas, etc. So there's a lot of young people that uh, um, uh, have a responsibility here. So we're building uh, uh, competence for uh, the coming decades. It's like another generation almost. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, we love sports and winter sports in in Norway. So there's a lot of people that are very enthusiastic and that help out in all the World Cups and if we have a World Championship or like now the the Youth Olympic Games. But what's special here is that we're able to bring in a lot of young people uh, and they've been very focused on that. So um, that is something that vouch good for the future. Uh, Do you think that's what the Youth Olympics mean in Norway, a a new experience for, for youth? in sport beyond the 1994 Winter Olympics, which belonged to a couple of generations ago? Well, it's definitely uh, for for the um, uh, people that are below 30. uh, This is, of course, uh, something that uh, uh, they will remember. Uh, The 94 Games is 22 years ago now. So for us, who's 40 plus, uh, we all remember it quite vividly, but uh, for the young people, they uh, they don't really have a, a clear recollection of it. There's there's talk about the Olympics needing to get young people off the couch. The Youth Olympics helping to get kids more active or interested in sport. Do you think 
Do you think it's it, it's doing that or could do more to advance that particular issue, that particular goal? I think it has definitely worked that way here. Uh, not only, I mean, the sports itself, um, um, I think, will um, uh, motivate uh, and inspire a lot of young people. Uh, just the notion that it's possible to qualify for a Youth Olympics is something I'm sure will uh, help um, motivate quite a lot of young athletes. Um, but more importantly, all the people that are involved here that just like um, being part of, of the event and that have sport and see sport as uh, something um, important for um, uh, as an integrated part of, of a good society. You're, you're 42, which is not very old. Your, your days as a, as, a, as a youngster, as a 20-year-old lighting the cauldron aren't that far behind, but what do you think about the, what do the Olympics need to do to make themselves more relevant, more interesting to the younger generations? Well, that's a big question. I don't think I, I have the answer to that. Um, I'm sure that uh, is something a lot of other people would be thinking about. But I do um, uh, believe that uh, it's been quite successful the way it has been done here uh, in all the preparations to the Youth uh, Olympic Games. Uh, they have involved young people. Just look at the design, for instance, for uh, um, the Youth Olympic Games here at Lillehammer. Uh, is uh, made by three uh, college students uh, st studying design uh, and they were they won a competition and they were brought in and they had a workshop with a, um, a design company and they developed um, their idea and uh, the result is what you can see now on television on uh, uh, all the materials for for the youth olympic games so so that's just one example of many uh, where young people have been brought in uh, as an integrated part of um, uh, these Olympics. What do you remember about your experiences back in, in 1994, the very unusual role you had to, to light the cauldron? Were you, were you nervous? Were you excited? This is, I think, almost maybe the, the biggest thing you've done in your life so far as far as something on behalf of the nation of Norway. Yeah, if we look at uh, the number of spectators, spectators at least. Um, but it was, yeah, definitely uh, an important uh, moment and a, a great honor to um, to do that. And um, um, it was a beautiful day um, with uh, a little bit of uh, snow coming down. Uh, and even though it was a big arena with 30, uh, 23,000 people, um, it's felt quite intimate. Um, it was uh, at the bottom of a ski jump, a uh, ski hill, um, and um, uh, yeah, it was um, quite uh, an experience. Did you, did you have any nerves or excitement about the, the job at hand, making sure the cauldron got lit all right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, you don't want to slip and fall or do something <laughs> like that. But, you know, I thought that if I did that, I would at least have a fun story to tell my grandkids. What, what, did, the, what did those Olympic Games mean to Norway? Everybody remembers them in a very favored way. What did they bring to Norway? What was their value to the country? Well, it's definitely um, a point in history that um, everyone that were... Uh, old enough to remember it, they they have a reference to uh, to the Olympics in Norway. Um, you could see uh, how much people wanted to be part of it because we had um, an amazing number of spectators. Um, 
in um, all the different uh, venues. Uh, also, we did quite well, um, Norway as a host nation. Uh, so that was um, uh, fun too, to follow our own teams. But I think the most important part was that we were able to um, chair on everyone. Um, the Norwegians were quite good at, uh, at being good hosts. I, so that was something I miss. The Olympics are important to Norway. The people love the Olympic Games, but at the same time, Oslo struggled over the past couple of years to figure out whether it wanted to bid for the Olympic Games. Why, why do you think there's that? Is there a conflict in, in Norway about that? Can, can that be reconciled in a way that the Olympics can be brought back to this country? Well, I don't know. Uh, we'll see, and that's up to other people than me. Um, yeah, there are different uh, different opinions about it um, on uh, how it should be organized and where and whether it should be here or not. Um, so we'll see. Time but will show. but the preparation for the Youth Olympic Games went apparently very smoothly without uh, a lot of conflict or uh, and, and good cooperation among everybody. That's right. I think both that it was youth. Uh, and also that it has this uh, focus on values, on fair play, on ethics, on um, uh, learning, uh, and the culture side um, is something that um, people liked. Uh, and it was actually uh, an anonymous decision in the parliament to, um, to support it. So your daughter got to light the flame last week. Yeah. How did she react to that? No. What, what did she think of the experience? Uh, well, she's only 12, uh, so it was definitely a, a big uh, occasion for her, um, and um, uh, she uh, took it very seriously, uh, but she practiced the day before, so I think she was fairly confident uh, on, on the day, uh, but she did a good job. We were, we were uh, very proud. And I mentioned the Birken ski race. You've, do, you've, you've run that 54-kilometer torture <laughs> well, last, last year, um, yeah, it was fun. It, uh, it's a big event. There's uh, thousands of skiers that uh, uh, go through it. And um, last year we had the perfect weather and perfect conditions, uh, so that was helpful. With the nice sunshine, uh, minus seven degrees, so fairly cold, and um, the tracks were um, amazing. Even though thousands of people had been uh, uh, skiing in them before me. So that was uh, that was a good experience. It was fun. You done it once. You need to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely considering it. We'll All see. Right. All right, Crown Prince Hawkins. Thank you very much for being with us today on Around the Rings Radio. Thank you. This is Ed Hula coming to you from Lillehammer, Norway, where we've brought you the latest edition of ATR Radio. Thanks for joining us. Good day. <laughs>